0: Luke one thirteen, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard and your wife, Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name, John. So we saw in the previous verse that Zechariah sees the angel and is terrified. And yet the angel says, do not fear. It's a a common refrain from angels. We'll see it with Mary. We'll see it with the shepherds. Do not fear. Do not fear. Because the angels are bringing this message of good news, of great joy that will be for all peoples. And this is the first angelic proclamation of good news for the people of Israel. Let's see why. It's because Zechariah's prayer has been heard. And so he was in the temple praying. The people were outside praying and the prayer was heard. The angel has come. I have a message for you, a response from God to you. And there's two pieces of it. We've said before that Zechariah is most likely praying for himself and his wife, Elizabeth. And their barrenness, that God would give them some kind of consolation, some kind of hope. And that's the first answer to this prayer, that your wife will bear you a son. There's hope for this barren couple. There's hope for this desperate, needy couple. They need God, and God has heard this prayer, and he's going to send them a son. And then the second piece is that Zechariah is most likely praying for the nation. That God would give a needy people, a desperate, desperate people, a hopeless people, some kind of consolation. And that's, that comes in the name John. David Garland rightly points out that the name is not picked for its pleasant ring. In Hebrew, John, Yohanan, means Yahweh is gracious or merciful. And so as Garland puts it, the description of the child's role that follows reveals that God is answering not only the prayers of a desperate couple, but also those of a desperate people. Divine intervention in the lives of this couple is divine intervention for Israel. God has heard their prayer and he's answering the needs of this couple Zechariah and Elizabeth, and he's also answering the need of this people, Israel. This gift of John is going to prepare the way for the ultimate gift, the divine Son of God, Jesus Christ, to come and be the good news of great joy for all people. So there's a couple of things we can take from this. One, We can take away the fact that our personal prayers are enmeshed in, are part of a greater story, a greater tapestry that God is weaving together. And so as we look at our personal suffering, our personal trials, our personal struggle, we can realize and ask God for eyes to see and recognize that our story is Wrapped up in a greater story of God working in the world. So how, how can we be praying not only for our needs to be met, but that in the meaning of our needs, others' needs would be met too. It's so one takeaway. The second takeaway is that we have a God of hope, a gracious God, a God who cares from his, cares for his people. And God, who hears prayers and meets needs. And so we can run to him. And so uh, to to sum up this verse as a whole, we, we can praise God for meeting worldwide needs as he cares individually for his people. So God, we praise you that you care for us individually, that you know my needs, Father, and that you want to meet them. You desire to meet them and you're out for my good. I praise you that you really do work all things together for my good. And I thank you that in the, the billions of people on this earth, you are working for your children's good. And at the same time, as you meet individual needs, you are working together, piecing together a worldwide story of your glory. And so I thank you that my individual needs are not at, at, an, at odds against or uh, uh, the opposite of your worldwide working. And I praise you that you work all of these things in your perfect timing for your glory. And I praise you for your wisdom in doing so it's in Christ's name I pray amen that is Luke chapter 1 verse 13